part in my skinny jeans, man. <laughs> there really is a whole like thing about that on social media. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I think I was like one of those only kids in high school that wore stuff kind of like around what you guys are talking about right now. Yeah, you got best dressed for high school. The, no, the weirdest, right? No, best dressed. But oh. every, everybody thought I was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to stand out. You yeah. were bold enough That's to stand out. That's what I've always been about. Yeah. That's what I've always been about. Oh. It's Monday, another whoop. People Being People podcast. Me with my whoop whoop. Yeah, with Mona and Tyler. <laughs> Tyler and Mona. I'm ready for this one. Me too. I think we're going to be talking about a lot of this type of stuff today. I got that feeling for some reason. Yeah. Happy we'll Monday, everyone. Flow. This is People Being People. Let's get to it. You know, self-love isn't an easy journey. Especially when you have came from a really broken place inside of you. It's an everyday joy, 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 joy. You ready for this one? Yes. I feel like we have been having a lot of special people on our podcast recently, almost like every week. Yeah. And we got Dakota Jordan here today. Woo -woo! And Woo. Dakota is super special because her name is spelled with the H. <laughs> oh my God. Thank don't you for, for telling the people that. Don't forget it. Because yes. I know, I know I've, I've forgotten it like a couple times. I know. So. And she was like, um, you're forgetting the H. <laughs> <laughs> and she told she I, I love that about you because a lot of times when someone will get someone's name wrong they they'll just let it happen and won't say anything yep. and like, well, I can't let you do it on marketing material right? <laughs> you're gonna put my face on something you gotta spell so my name right, right. right. <laughs> like it's just common sense mm -hmm. but hello Hi. it's so awesome to have you on the people being people podcast yeah. and okay so before we get into the flow of things and okay. get into some juicy topics who is Dakota do a little introduction of who you are. Who is <laughs> well, she is, I am, am I supposed to speak in third person? Right. I feel like I'm supposed to do my intro in third person. Like Dakota Jordan is. Um, hi, my, my name is Dakota Jordan and I am an entrepreneur. Awesome. I am a community advocate. I am loud and obnoxious. <laughs> I am a hell of a lot of fun. Um, the, the, those are my titles. Um, what I do, I own um, a company that I just, well, I didn't just start it, but I am about to go full-fledged entrepreneur full-time. Um, but I started my company last year in July. It's called Dakota Yoga, and I am a certified 200-hour yoga teacher. Oh, wow. I am a breathwork, mindset, and meditation coach. And I am a Reiki practitioner. That's a lot of things. Um, I'll give you my business cards so you don't have to remember them all. You can just read them. Um, but that is what I do. I teach yoga and help people live their best lives and try to be awesome. inspirational and fun in every way I can. Hey, that is awesome. Is that a good intro? Yes, yeah. that, that is no, a that very, really good, good. very good You do good everything. Intro. You do everything. That's one of the first things I noticed about you, too, when I met you. It's like you're involved in so many different things. Yes. You know what I mean? And do you sleep? I do. And I try to sleep eight <laughs> hours a night because I get really crabby if I don't. So I would say right now I'm probably averaging around like six to seven. I'd like to get back up to eight. Because you did message us very, or not, you loved something very early this morning. And I was like, I was still kind of in my sleeping zone. And I was like, oh, wow, she's up. It was like 6 a.m., I swear. Like 6.30, yeah. 6, 6 a.m., 6.30. I go to the gym three times a week. Okay. I go to CrossFit at 6 a.m. <gasps> Wow, that's good so stuff. So that means you're, yeah, that means you're up probably about 
like five. Now. Five thirty. Five thirty. Wow. Yeah, I'm like a. Uh, if you ever come to CrossFit, it looks like they're like it looks like Dakota's still sleeping. Like my hair is like sticking <laughs> out of my like hoodies and everything, and I'm like running in with all of my stuff, like half asleep. I come here. Um, but I'm like, I got here. Like I did. I was not fed. I did not brush my hair. Like I brush my teeth and I run out the door. That's yeah. the only thing that okay. I accomplish. That's what so, but yeah. I get there. That's kind of how you got to do it though when you're going to the gym because it's like if you sit around too long, you're start thinking like oh should i do this today exactly or you like get hungry the thing that happens to me is if i get up too early and i wait too long then i get hungry and then i don't want to work out and so then you're i have hangry. to like yeah and then you I get, get hang- hangry i get very hangry. oh so yes <laughs> i have to like roll out of bed brush my teeth get out the door no and get there, you're just so. like hey yeah. well that's awesome well i want to know a little bit on what how you got into yoga and mm-hmm. reiki healing mm-hmm. and all of that because i'm very interested in it and i know a lot of other people are interested into it. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. What started your journey? Why did you start? Yes. So um, we'll roll it back, you know, many moons ago, <laughs> seven years, to my college days. Um, and I went to college at Northwestern in Orange City, Iowa, small okay. town, no yoga studios oh. in that town. Um, but, and I don't even really remember how I heard about yoga at the time. It wasn't as big as it is now, especially living in a really tiny town. But um, my junior year, we were working on this big project and I just remember being really stressed out and I remember going to Walmart um, in Sioux Center and there was like a a yoga mat, like a really crappy yoga mat. I think that was like 10 bucks. Um, It was navy blue and I remember like getting this uh, little three set of DVDs and it was like yoga DVDs and I was like I'm gonna buy these and I think all together it was like 35 bucks or something I'm gonna buy this and I'm gonna like get into yoga and so then I started popping the DVDs in and like practicing in our living room um, with the girls that I lived with I lived with five other girls in an apartment at that time and I would just like do yoga yeah a few times a week and then uh, we had pickleball courts at the college what's that and it's I don't exactly no <laughs> and basically it's like a big room and you can like hit the balls like oh. off the wall and stuff or is that pickleball or is that something else racquetball i think it's racquetball racquetball okay um i think you can play pickleball in there too i don't know um sorry for all the people that i'm offending by not knowing <laughs> the difference in my sports it's a room sorry all you pickleball people <laughs> i know that it's actually pickleball is getting big in sioux falls i've never played now someone will have someone who's an expert invite me to come play so i know what i'm doing um but these like racquetball courts um weren't being used in the morning um no one was playing and so I was like I want to get like people together to come do yoga I've like found this thing that I kind of like to do and I had found some YouTube like yoga people that I liked to watch and so I would bring the laptop and bring myself and I would be like yoga at this time in the in the racquetball court and I would get people together and they're like well when are you going to teach us and I was like I am not qualified. Like I can find a video on the internet and I can turn it on. And so that was how I found my Zen, you know, like college is very different and very stressful in a different type of way that adult life is. And it just gave me grounding and peace. And so it was kind of from there that, um, you know, I'd kind of hoped that I would become a yoga teacher someday because I really liked it. And I was, I'm really into activity and movement and all these things. But then I, moved to Sioux Falls and I had to be an adult and being a yoga teacher didn't really seem like a stable way to get an income. And so I just kind of, I kept practicing here and there and joined some studios and one-off classes, but I just didn't, the dream kind of fell, fell aside until um, I went on a yoga retreat 
fall of 2019, wow. I believe. Where was this at? Um, it was at Newton Hills State Park. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Shout out to Sarah and Beth, two of Ooh. my teachers who nice. um, led that. Okay. And um, I always wanted to go on a yoga retreat, um, but, you know, was I didn't have my passport for a really long time, so I couldn't go on, like, one of those really yeah, cool ones that's that was, like, like my out dream. of the country. That's, yeah. literally. that's still on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, this is a local one. Like, we're going to go, like, camping, be outside. It'll be really good. And I went on that, and I was like, this is, it's time. It's yeah. time to do it. I'm going to become a teacher. Wow. And then I signed up, and I started January of 2020, and that's when I became a teacher. Wow. That's I awesome. feel like you've always been a natural leader, huh? I just feel like your energy is, like, leading people. Do you have siblings? I have one older brother who's 12 years older than me. Uh, um, and base, I mean, I was basically raised as an only child. Um, oh, okay. And I'm the youngest. Oh, sometimes okay. I say that I have youngest. or Youngest baby, syndrome. Yeah, baby. youngest child syndrome <laughs> or baby, baby syndrome or whatever. Right. But... Um, yeah. So I wasn't ever really like leading and oh. I was, I've always, I've always been the baby. I've always oh, been the youngest okay. almost in every situation that I've been, whenever I've been like employed by somewhere or like all, even my part-time jobs, like I've always been the youngest. So oh, that's okay. kind of an interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, you would think that it would be the other way. Yeah. My personality is. Yeah. Right. So then where did your confidence gain? I don't know. Maybe my parents just boosted me up because I was the spoiled little baby. <laughs> And hey, you said okay you too. mentioned your brother's twelve years older than you, and usually they say when kids have like older parents, they you know they act like their parents mm-hmm. or whatnot. Were are your parents in like their thirties or or no? They're um, how old are my parents? My mom, my mom will watch this because she watches everything. She's gonna be like, don't Uh-oh. tell people I know. I'm old. Right. We better be careful. Okay. Sorry, mom. Okay, okay. Maybe <laughs> I know, we won't go I know down how now. that goes. They're older. Yeah, young at heart. Yeah, but sure. hey, hey, mm-hmm. that's where you get your your spunk from. <laughs> sometimes we're like, I don't understand how people in like their forties and stuff have kids. Like some days we're like, man, how? I know. Like how do you? How do they do it? Because mm-hmm. kids, you know how that is. And I've heard before, you know, people say that usually like someone that's older, their kid acts like them. You know. Mm-hmm. They're so. more intelligent, I feel like. I have some friends that have older parents. And more they, mellow. Yeah, and they say they're more chilled out and mellow, and, like, their parents have, like, yeah, like, talk to them like how they would talk it to an adult. And I'm like, wow. So we maybe, I grew up with a young mom, so I didn't really get <laughs> Maybe we just hyper all the time then or something <laughs> because our kids be bouncing off the wall. <laughs> would you describe me as chill or and or mellow? No. No. So you maybe like- not. No. You're very like energetic. Energetic. Yeah. But it's the leadership aspect of it, though. Mm-hmm. Like and where the, that the came confidence, because you know, usually at a lot, uh, at a young age, people get lost in like that sauce, like or being energetic is just like a cover up. But we can tell that it's authentic, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had a lot of investment in me ever since I was young. I mean, my dad definitely put a lot of expectations on me to perform and, you know, be the best. And that was kind of our expectations in our family. And so I was always kind of working towards that. But then I think people just saw there was some sort of natural because I've been told that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, I've been told this my whole life. But I mean, (laughs) I kind of have like there's just been a lot of expectation of like, Dakota, you're going to lead people and you got to learn how to do it well. And so um, um, I was I played all the sports that I could at my tiny private Christian uh, school that I went to and mm-hmm. um, you know often was um, I had a decent athletic ability for the environment that I was in now let's stick me in a big public school and I probably would have been a really crappy player but <laughs> in, in, Stop my, it. in my environment I was 
good. That was really good. But that, that, so, that helped but I got confidence. to play. Yeah, I got yeah. to play as a younger, you know, as a seventh grader, I was playing on the varsity team for um, – for volleyball okay. um, and was always a starter for basketball, mostly because we only had like seven players. So it was, I had to step up, you know, I had to step up in that reality and then yeah. had coaches that put a lot on me of, you know, you can do this and have kind of always been a little bit of an encouraging person and wanting to get people on. So that's, you know, that's team captain material, yeah. someone who is going to push the team forward for themselves and for other people. And so I think it kind of just stemmed probably from, sports and then I always um just want to be involved in all yeah. of the things and be friends yeah. with all of the people yeah. and so when you do that then you're just you you're get involved out you of get your asked. comfort zone yeah too. you get yeah. asked to do a lot of things and yeah. to step up so you, I just had to learn how to do it yeah right. do you ever feel like there was a lot of pressure put on you by that like mm -hmm. and how did you deal with that you just um Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I like that answer. Hey, I like we that all answer. go to therapy. Okay. Yeah. I like that answer. Yes. Um, and I mean, that's the reality for the longest time. There's two ways that you can spin everything, right? You can say, oh, I am this way because of my parents and I am this way because of my parents in yeah. either a negative or a positive light. My dad put a lot of pressure on me and I could play the victim of that and be like, my dad put too much pressure on me and um, he always expected it and he didn't love me enough and all of this stuff. Well, the reality is, is that he loved me enough that he wanted me to he saw the potential when I didn't yeah and wanted me to be the best that I could be um and saw better for that right and so I can take that pressure and say you know that pressure builds diamonds yeah and and that is kind of where I where I got so I think it came from this mindset of not playing a poor me and oh everyone always puts too much pressure on me and yeah. I can't perform and I suck and I can't do everything that they want me to do and I don't ever feel like I'm pleasing anyone mm -hmm. and being like nope you you're dope and you're doing great, great and you're gonna keep going and that pressure put me here I wouldn't if they didn't put all of that pressure on me I wouldn't be the person that I am today yeah. and I really like the person Aww. I am today thank so you. thanks dad no. for <laughs> putting thank a lot you, of pressure on me uh, thank you, dad. every yeah. other coach and everything else that was had really really high expectations um because I think I kind of hated them at the time but I'm really really grateful for them now they were doing oh, it that's out awesome. of love mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that because I'm very much that person <laughs> Look, you see how she's pointing at me right now? Yep. And sometimes I feel like, dang, do I put too much pressure on the kids? Aaliyah, you know, she's seven, so she understands stuff a little bit better than Raiden, obviously. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, am I putting too much pressure on her? But thank you, because that makes Kinda me feel like I'm doing the right thing. Because sometimes yeah. I'm a... I'm a big baby when it comes to that. I'm like, no, don't do that. But then I do see in the grand scheme of things when I like take a step back, like, wait, he's doing this for the good to build them and to make sure that they're strong minded. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so and always letting them know that you love them. You know, yeah. like I Absolutely. always knew throughout that. I know that my dad wanted me to be the best player on the team and to get straight A's and get A pluses and all of this stuff. And he pushed me. I also knew very much that he loved me yes. throughout all of that. So I think if you're balancing that, like, yep, I expect a lot of it out of you and having those conversations when they fail to meet expectations mm -hmm. of well I still love you that doesn't mean you're a failure it means yeah. you know pick yourself back up let's do it again yeah. and I'm here for you and I'll be cheering you on yeah. so exactly. there's a difference yeah. well, that you it's wanna, funny okay. because um I share this story with her a lot but I think that's a way that I've like been my whole life mm -hmm. it's just natural and um I'm like that in in mostly everything you know when I set my mind to something I'm like you know, fixated on it, tunnel vision, get this thing done. You know, I take things very seriously. And sometimes I think back to like my high school years when I started to get a taste in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. My background in the arts is through dance. So 
I had like a little dance group. It's like my first business ever where we would like travel around the States and perform at different places and stuff. You know, long story short, it became a business. And there was times, you know, we didn't have a studio to practice at all the time. So we would move all the furniture out of my room and practice in my room. And I would make them do it like, nope, not good enough. Do it again. Oh. We would be in there for like hours until the floors and walls start sweating. Yep, that's like, no, time that wasn't for you. Do it again. <laughs> and it's funny too, because they were like three, four years older than me. And they were getting and you like were so the upset with me. Yeah, like, hey, we've been in here for three hours <laughs> doing this back to back. We got to do it again. Like, yep, it got to be perfect. Yep. You know, Us so. young people are pushers. Yep. Yeah. Somebody's got to push them. For yeah. real. No, that comes to, this is like the main question I've been wanting to ask you. Because okay. this really attracts me to you is you are very open and vulnerable like you are just dakota like when you come in you're you you don't have a mask on you don't you're confident in yourself and like a lot of people put masks on because they're too afraid to like open up and be vulnerable and show who they are because they either you know don't want to get fucked over they don't they don't trust easily mm -hmm. and so like has that always been easy for you or has that been a journey in itself of like just being okay with being Dakota and yes. showing who you are. Yes. So I would say it's definitely been a journey. I mean, I think I've always just been very open and I've been a very gregarious personality and all of that. But in some regard, that has been a mask that I have hid behind oh. is that. And people thought, oh, she's, you know, all of these things. And it's like, yep, I will let you see it to a point. Yeah. Like I want you to think that I am always having fun and everything is great and this positive front. Um, and then it got to the point where, you know, I've had some trials and tribulations in my life where things weren't going great. And then, but what the front that I was putting on was that everything was fine, happy. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. Dakota's always fine. Dakota's mm -hmm. always okay. Um, because, and that was a little bit of that pressure thing too, yeah. of like, you got to pull yourself up and you got to present the best front. Otherwise people aren't gonna, you know, they're not going to buy the product. The product yeah. is always you. Yeah. So it's, I think I hid behind that like positivity mask for a while. And it wasn't until kind of in this past couple of years that I've been through some deep, shit yeah. Um, yeah. that I've really had to be like, okay, no. Um, the reality is this is, this is who I am. Yeah. Like I am a very positive person. I can always put a positive spin on things. Um, and that is a part of my personality, but coming back and being like, Hey people, I am a real human. I have bad days. And like, I do get angry or I do get upset. Um, I don't like those emotions. Yes. <laughs> I don't like uh, feeling them, yeah. but I'm in a space now where I have I'll admit that I need to work with them yes. and I need to be open about that. And there's people that I need to share with and I don't have to hide and tell everybody that I'm okay when I'm not actually. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you guys gave me a perfect platform to talk about that at your, at the wake showroom yes. event <laughs> to talk about, like I've been going through some stuff for a couple of years and I've made big mistakes and I've hurt people. Um, and there's things that I'm not proud of that I don't want to scream at the mountaintops of what I've done but I did some stuff yeah. and I'm not proud and I also haven't been happy and I've been in really lows like I've been depressed I've wanted to not be here um and people need to know that they're not alone yes. um and I think when I found out that I wasn't alone in that then I was able to share the story with people of like hey 
yeah, you can be upbeat and positive and have all of this stuff, but then share that other piece of you as well. Um, And I hope that I'm coming to a place in my life where I'm showing more of the totality of myself and showing more of behind the curtain of, yes, this is reality of who you get when you get me, (laughs) all of this, um, all this energy, but you, um, I am 100% willing to be open and honest about the things that I've been through with people. You know, you're not always screaming that on a platform, you know, um, you don't necessarily want to be like, I'm crying today Today. and post that on social media, you know, like that's just going to bring everybody down. But if someone wants to talk to me about it, I'm here 100% every single time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I I love love that that. too. Cause it's like, you know, the uh, main thing we talk about, of course, is self love. Mm -hmm. And I think people have this idea once they start their journey of self love, that everything is supposed to be all positive. I can't have negative thoughts. I can't feel this way. This is bad. But in reality, suppressing those feelings is more counterproductive Mm -hmm. than, you know, allowing them to flow, observing them, you know, so that you can gain that information on how to deal with them next time or, you know, love yourself better. That's self-love right there. It's loving yourself and taking the proper steps, you know, to ensuring that you overcome those emotions or not 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 necessary okay i would say overcoming in a way but just allowing them to go through because let's be let's be honest we're human we have human emotions Mm -hmm. you're going to be sad throughout your life you're going to be unhappy throughout your life so just allowing them to go through until next time yeah Mm -hmm. you know and it's okay we're complex human beings you know we're not how would life be how how would it be we would be like robots if we just had one feeling just happiness like that would kind of be that would be kind of weird don't you think (laughs) like everybody just like this hey well you can't experience i mean one thing that i feel like i've been going through and trying to work with is like you can't experience the full of an emotion like you can't feel complete like joy and being elated if you haven't been like in the darkest parts of your life right like this is what makes this really great because being joyful all of the time then it's just gets boring right I feel like there's been lots of movies about these things yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. like have that right and it's about I feel like what I'm learning is holding it in the same hand right as someone who um works with people's energy and does yoga and tries to get people to better their lives and all of this stuff i am like here's this like life and i am so grateful everything that i went through because this is amazing and life is is really really good i've gotten to a place in my life where i feel very very content i'm Mm -hmm. still striving for a lot of things but i feel very content with my happiness and a lot of the ways people Mm -hmm. i put around me and stuff like that and then i'm like but I'm angry because there's things that I did that I don't like. And there's things about myself. I'm grieving old versions of myself and what she did and holding those emotions in the same hand. I can be really happy that everything like if some, I can't wish something away. I can't regret something. I can't say that because then I wouldn't be exactly where I am. But then at the same time, but I'm pissed about the thing. And I've been really wrestling with how can you feel these at the same time because it feels like, well, I have to be grateful that it happened. I'm also pissed that it happened. Those don't Mm -hmm. feel like they fit in the same sentence. And so I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of that. And I'm like, I don't like feeling angry because it lowers my vibration. (laughs) That was me yesterday, I swear. And I was just like, you told me, you're like, just go through it. You have to. And I was like, you're right. I will be moody today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just. Yeah, even on a spiritual journey, it's it's like, you know, when you start that, you feel like, oh, my vibration has to be high all, all the, the time. time. I have to be vibrating high. But we forget about the intention part of it is, 
you know, if you're really feeling something and you're really going through something, but you're suppressing that by telling yourself, I have to vibrate high. Mm -hmm. What's the intention behind that? You're not actually vibrating high. Right. You're just suppressing something. So speaking of like your yoga and stuff, I want to know a little bit about your Reiki and like, when did you start that? Mm -hmm. How do you do it? Kind of mm -hmm. walk us through the process because yeah. it's a very interesting thing. It is a very interesting thing. So um, I would say my first interaction with uh, Reiki was um, with a woman named Kim Hackney. Um, she owns a company. Um, she changed her name. It's Sacred Soul Anatomy or not alch alchemy, not anatomy, okay. <laughs> alchemy. Um, and she, I met her, we worked together at Tara Shepherd boutique. Okay. Um, and she's like an intuitive and does like this healing energy. And I was like, all of this stuff's really weird. I don't get it, but like, <laughs> you're cool. Right. Um, and I went to this like meditation, um, and Reiki thing with her and people were talking about like spirit guides and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm getting into. Like, right. yeah, I yeah. was raised um, in the Christian faith, like a little bit more conservative background. My eyes have opened, like I still put myself in that worldview, but in a much more open space. Um, mm -hmm. The reality is, is that we're humans with bigger brains now, but like there's a lot of things that we can't understand. God and whoever that is, what that is, the presence of that is way bigger than our minds can ever comprehend. Absolutely. We put God in a box all the time. Yep. So that'll be my like, I just got the chills. Don't, yep. don't talk about faith and politics and stuff. Yeah. And I went there. So yeah. um, <laughs> like, people being people. <laughs> there's that. And like, it's just this expansive, like it, there's so much that we don't understand. Yep. And so, but I was like, this freaks me out a little bit, like coming to my faith. And I kind of had to wrestle with that for a while. Well, then I got to this place. I was going through stuff really um, emotional. I was in a place where my body was like holding, phys I was holding physical pain because of my emotional pain. And I didn't know what to do anymore. I'm like, I see a chiropractor and I take care of myself and I work out and I do all these things, but I'm still in pain all the time. And I was just desperate. Well, my friend Chelsea, who owns Chelsea's Boutique, mm -hmm. um, and then also has the company My um, Purposeful Life, mm -hmm. where she does coaching and things like that, she started this. And I went to her and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm hurting and I'm lost and I need you to help me. Yeah. And I was so desperate that I was like, I don't even care what, yeah. it, what it is. Um, but I asked her a lot of pointed questions of like, where does this come from? What is this energy? All of this freaks me out. Yeah. And we had this honest conversation. I think each practitioner is different and what their worldview is and how they grew up. Like they carry all that with them. But I was like, okay, I feel comfortable. Like help me. Um, and it was after that session, um, it was an hour long and it was the most relaxed I've ever felt wow. in my adult life. I'm a pretty high strung person. People couldn't figure that <laughs> yeah, out already. You be, you be like I'm dead, dead like lifting. Like, how much do you deadlift? I don't know, like a hundred and so. Wow. Uh, I thought it was like 200, you know? <laughs> Tyler just building me up. I mean, I did live like 300 pounds. <laughs> I'm super strong. <laughs> Got glutes of steel. <laughs> wow, that, that's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was this beautiful experience. So it was the most relaxed I'd ever felt. And I took a mental health day and took the whole day off. And I was able to like take a nap without feeling guilty about it and not feeling like I needed to clean my whole house. And I just like laid there and relaxed and went lunch with my friends and then the I think it was the second time that I went to go with her I was dealing with some relationship stuff and I was just hoping you know I was like 
this like Reiki thing will just like magically heal all that, right? Like I'm going to go this session and like everything's going to begin to go after that. That's not how it works. Yeah. Um, but I was hoping that it would. And, and she knew that, you know, she could feel all that and tap into that. Yeah. And so it didn't, it didn't feel the same. It wasn't the same as the first one. Um, but that was really what spurred my self-love journey. Um, mm. Because she's like, you're looking for healing from all the brokenness in this relationship. Mm. And you can't do that until you love yourself first. And yeah. I was like, that's not the answer that I wanted. And she's wanted like, it gone. She's yeah, like, I, I just know. want you to bandage this up real quick mm -hmm. and I go and on then, my way. She's like, it doesn't work that way. And I'm like, you suck. Um, gotta do the work. But I keep going back. Yes. So, um, you know, when you're willing, those are the type of people, like people want to come one time and then they come the second time, they realize they have to do some work. Like that's the really interesting thing about Reiki is it's this beautiful, like provides you the relaxation and provides you this like meditative um, release, open. like, op yeah, this yeah. openness. But then there's also work to do. Yes. Like there is shadow work, homework to do yeah. of, okay, yeah. these are the things it opened up something. We released something. We were able to put that down and now we got to move forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it is because I feel like it kind of mixes these two worlds that I've been in of like the yoga and like improve yourself and like feel, you know, the light and the vibration, all of these like yeah. more um, lighter spirit type things. But then, you know, doing LOT and being um, besties with Vani and Tamian and like all <laughs> of this like self growth work, like it mixes all of that together in a way yeah. um, like with spirituality, because I believe we are in a lot of ways, we ignore that piece of ourself because of differences in religion yeah. um, yeah. that we're like, no, I don't like religion. So I'm going to ignore this spiritual piece of myself. Mm -hmm. um, and you're losing an entire piece of your being when exactly. you do that. And so I really want to help people, you know, regardless of where you're at, you can figure it out together. I'm not telling you exactly what to believe in. Mm -hmm. um, I know where it comes from, from me. Mm -hmm. um, but it's this opportunity to bring that piece of your, your self growth and your mind, your body and your spirit and your spiritual life all together um, and move forward with whatever, whatever things that you're dealing with. And so every single session that I have went to, I've went to multiple practitioners. Every single one is different. Mm -hmm. Every single time that I I give Reiki to someone it's different for me than it is for the person laying on the table mm. um, and so just to like walk through the experience because I know yeah. people are gonna be like okay well yeah. what is this yeah, thing yeah. this Absolutely. is <laughs> what is it so um, typically some, someone schedules an appointment with me and then they come I uh, work at Sela space it's a cooperative space that um, I use and we come in and we kind of talk about like what's going on what's your energy today how you feeling you know is there something that you really want to work on or something that's a really big burden um, something you want to meditate on. We kind of focus that intention. Um, I either give someone, you know, let's meditate on that or let's think about releasing that. And then um, I'm like, okay, take your shoes off, get comfy on the table. You can be under the blankets. You can be on top of the blankets, like get comfy on the mm -hmm. massage table. You keep all your clothes on um, and you just kind of, you know, lay there mummy mm -hmm. style. And um, I put an eye bag over people's eyes so they can just relax yeah. and sink in um sometimes i use crystals if people are cool with that um and then i use kind of a lot of aromatherapy in the room different incense and sprays and stuff That's like awesome. that um and then i kind of just kind of welcome the divine in to to do the work and i don't yeah. see myself it's not me i don't consider myself a healer i'm a facilitator for that oh, okay I what's the difference the just so people know what if you know if i, I just yeah and i, I think <laughs> each like each person see because i know a lot of people call themselves energy healers and it's it, it's just for me, it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate as much. Um, and because I don't think, I mean, I'm doing something, but it's not about me. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like I have just, I have been called to it. I have done this spiritual work, this uh, self-growth work that I've gotten to a point where it's like spiritual maturity to hold the place for someone else. Sometimes we're dealing with our own stuff and we can't hold space for other people, yeah. right? We've all been there and I still get there. There's still going to be times where I'm going to be like, I have to back away. I can't hold space for you because I got to hold space for myself and I need to go see someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think when you get to this certain place where you can hold that space and energy for someone else's healing that's what I see it as and I see yeah. the divine kind of flowing through it's this energy of unconditional love um, and people are probably like this is starting to sound like real weird and wooey right now I get it hang with me because right? <laughs> I've been there I've been you like I was there but it's there's so much mystery in the world that like we can't understand. And if you're someone yeah. who wants an answer to everything, then this probably isn't for you. But if you are like, yep, I'm okay with okay. mystery and like things happening coincidentally and some greater plan for me being out there in a calling, then this might be a form of healing work that you can go through yes. and a practice that you can use because it, it, it is that there is so much that I can't explain. I'm still having a hard time trying to explain it to people. Yeah. I'm like, just come, just come and experience it. Just come and do it. it and experience it. And then you can tell people yeah. about your experience. Cause that's mostly what I can speak from is how I've experienced yeah, it. So that, that, was amazing. that was a lot. That was a lot. No, it's amazing. No, it's good. So for someone that is willing to mm -hmm. try this, um, how like how should they go about it? Like finding the right person, all of that good stuff. And I bring this up because Mona Lisa and I watched this video the other day, and I know very much, you know, there's people out there that are doing everything for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. And me personally, I believe that whatever it is you do, if it's grounded in love, then Passion. you're on the right frequency. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, we watched this video, and it's a Netflix special out on it. You probably know where I'm going. Where this guy, he was a yoga teacher, and he was doing it for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, touching the, the students, women. The power. That sort of that. stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah, that. And um, it was around the time when, like, yoga got, like, really popular, and people were just, like, walking in, dropping in the class. Mm -hmm didn't know much about him, the instructor. So someone that is, you know, interested in yoga or Reiki healing, what would you suggest to them on like, you know, connecting with the right person? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you can always interview people and, and like, stalk them on the internet, you know, like <laughs> yeah. look, watch their stuff, hear the mm -hmm. way that they talk about it. You know, how are they, are they educating about it? How are they talking about it? Are they um, you know, reach out to them, shoot them a DM, shoot them an email. Um, I always welcome questions. And I think in specifically in this regard, um, with more so with the Reiki than with yoga, um, people are afraid to ask questions. And I'm like, I've asked every question probably that you're going to think of because <laughs> I was that person where I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I really invite people to do that and to talk to me about it because I want that to be an open um, conversation because it's going to evolve the way that I continue to explain it is going to evolve as I experience it more and experience it with different people and how they you know react and stuff like that but at the end of the day I mean I just want to I just want to help people. Yeah. yeah. I just want to give them love. I want to hold space where it's 60 minutes of you being 100% focused on and being loved on. Um, and I think most Reiki practitioners are that way. Um, otherwise, yeah. I don't think they would be called to do this work. Yeah. But there's definitely going to be people that are more your cup of tea than someone else. And I think you just need to follow them. Look yeah. at their stuff. Yep. Shoot them a message. Yeah. Ask them some things that you're wondering about. Um, and, and do that. Or if there's something else that you can experience with them in some other way, you know, buy their product or go to their class or yeah. show up and at an event that they're at, you know, just to feel out their energy and see if it matches with yours. Um, the interesting thing, um, that I have found, um, and I think I've talked to some other, you know, um, 
energy workers about this is you people like will flock to you that has been stuff that you've been through. So it's, I mean, it's stuff that I can speak to, right? Like a lot of the clients that come to me, I'm like, this is eerie. Like, <laughs> like I've, I've been there, you know, well, like, it's, the same life. yeah, like, you know, it's, it's these things and maybe it's not exactly the same, but a lot of their experience, not that I'm an expert in any way, but I know when it comes to the human part of it, like me, Dakota sitting across in the chair from you, um, because I still have to talk to you and I still have to explain things and I'm still in the room, right? The divine is doing a lot of things in that, but I still have to be there and I still have to speak to an experience yeah. um, and be like, you know, these are things I did or tools that I used or things that I recommend recommend for you to go through this healing and so I don't know it's unexplainable there's something bigger at play and I I remember talking to someone who is someone that I go see um and that I can kind of consider a mentor in this space and I'm like it's weird man like what we do is weird and I don't know how to explain it to people I know that it is beautiful and it is healing and I love it yep um but it you know it is it's different and uh but I think I'm coming more to a place where I'm like it's just mystery it's not weird it's just mystery absolutely you don't have to understand everything as long as it feels good Mm -hmm. and you know that it feels good within your soul and your spirit that's all that matters. And it's coming from a right place. Yeah. And know? the thing is, I think we've been conditioned to put ourselves in the box as a society. That's why it may come off weird. Because if yes. you look at any indigenous tribe in the world, you go into the jungles of South America, they're doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This It's not something that just came about a couple decades ago. Somebody's like, oh, Reiki healing, these rocks here, mm-hmm. these <laughs> crystals, let me... No, like this stuff has been around for thousands of, of years and uh, Western culture has like marginalized us and put us in a box where we where we they, might feel like that's weird, you know, because mm-hmm. they were much to- less spiritual beings. Exactly. I would say, I would yeah. say they're much more spiritual practices yeah. um, that we've lost yep. a little bit. Yeah. But I do feel that. like it's starting to become more open. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really noticed within the past year, like. Wow, people are are opening up. I've started opening up in the past year. When did you start on your spiritual journey? Um, well, I would say, you know, I've been on a spiritual journey my entire life. We're being raised in the yeah. Christian church. Um, and I was raised uh, for, you know, anyone out there, maybe this means something to you, maybe it doesn't, but I was raised in the Pentecostal tradition, which is a more like charismatic, like me, you know, like, oh. woo, <laughs> we're, we're the woo people, <laughs> like not super traditional, like think opposite of Catholicism. Okay. Um, yeah. no, no pews. Um, <laughs> and it's, so I've been on that, you know, my whole life and going on mission trips, I went to a Christian college and like my faith is a really huge part of who I am and it always has been. Even the work that I did, the work that I did in nonprofits has always been connected back to my calling that I felt like I really needed to do work with my hands and my feet. I needed to be helping people who were hurting. And so that's been the common thread through a lot of the things that I have done. And so, but I would say it's probably just been in the past two years as I've dealt with kind of the lowest low of my life um, to um, to come back to that and to need that. I mean, I had to lean on that. In in some regards, I've heard people talk about how, you know, they lean on, on God or their spirituality or their faith or their religion when things are really, really good. Yeah. It's always been the opposite for me. When I've been at my lowest lows, I'm like, bro, I need help. (laughs) I need help. I'm really struggling down here. Like I really need you to help me. And so it's always been like when I'm good, I'm like, 
I'm good. Like, thank you for your help. But like, I'm good. I got this. Yep. And when things were bad was when I really leaned on my faith and my spirituality yeah. and things were really, really bad there for a little while. And mm-hmm. so I was really able to grow in that space and realize that it was, you know, God was, was bigger than maybe all the things that I had thought or been yes, told growing up. Yes, that is awesome. Where do you see yourself within the next year with your business, with yoga? I know you have some cool things coming up. Speak about that. People need to know. Yeah, absolutely. Because you just took a, a pretty pretty courageous leap leap there yeah what's that leap you just took i'm gonna be crushing it that's where i'm gonna be in a year (laughs) so let's just put that out there yeah um so so yeah so like i said i started this business july 1 2020 in the midst of a global pandemic is when i filed for my llc Woo woo. um and then here we are um a year later not where i thought i would be i thought that this would be a side hustle for a while maybe i would take it into a full-time thing eventually but it wasn't really that wasn't really in my worldview really until like the end of last year, mm. um, like December, kind of January. Um, Brianne Maynard of the Zeal Center was like, hey, we have this co-starter like business accelerator program. Like you should do this for Dakota Yoga. And I was like, man, like, I don't know. Like I like my job at the Bishop Dudley House and I don't know if I want to do that. And then the more that I thought about it, I actually, I got really, really sick. Some might oh. say it was COVID. The COVID test was negative. (laughs) Same thing happened to her. But Um, still. still. (laughs) At the end of the year, um, it was like right after Christmas. And I was like dead to the world. Like didn't even want to pick up my phone and get on Instagram. And if anyone out there follows me, you know that I literally (laughs) live on Instagram. I need to work on that. But um, She a low-key filmmaker. Yeah. (laughs) I I dabble. I dabble in the days. So, um, but I got really, really sick. And I feel like that just gave me so much time to like stare at the ceiling and think about things and think about my life and where I wanted to go. And I was like, I've gotten a chance at a new start, yeah. um, you know, um, with a divorce happening in, in 2020. And, you know, it's, I'm 27. Yeah. And I was single and I was like, I have this business. And if there's any time that I'm going to try really, really hard to, make it in some way or make this business work and potentially fall flat on my face. It's now, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have kids, I don't yeah. have a husband, I don't have any of these things. Like nothing is holding me back now from trying something so outrageously crazy. And it was just kind of like, let's do it. So, um, I signed up for the program and even throughout that program, I just wanted, it was 10 weeks and I wanted to have a plan to launch. Okay. Mm-hmm. By the eighth week, I was like, guys, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> Peace. Peace out. And everyone's like, what? Um, I remember, so Eric Weiser is the CEO of Weiser Distributing. Yeah. And he told me after the program, he's like, the week that you came in and told us that you were quitting your job was the like was the week that this got real for me. There was like, this is yeah. this going to change people's lives. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this, this is a real thing. Yeah. Um, and he obviously, you know, knows all of the ups and downs of this as a business owner. And so... Um, yeah, I decided to put in my, my month notice and transition out of my job as a, as a, you know, nine to five sitting behind a desk, having salary and health benefits and all those fancy (laughs) things. And I was like, I'm going to go off on my own. And what's crazy about that is it's also been a spiritual journey because I thought I had some, you know, I had some, a little money tucked away in savings. And then, um, I kind of got raked over the coals when it came to my taxes Oh, and, um, had to pay in and then had to pay the person that prepared it. And then my brakes went out on my truck. They're like, you're driving on borrowed time. Like you could die at any second. Like this thing has no brakes. And so I paid like two grand in brakes and I was like, well, cool. My savings is gone. That was like my financial. 
financial stability. Right. And I was like, what am I doing? I was like, God, am I even supposed to be doing yeah. this? You know, but and it's like, yeah, yeah, I want you to trust me. Yeah. You don't need that money today. Yes. You needed two grand to pay for the brakes and you had it. You don't need another two grand right now. And when you need it, you'll have it. So yes. I am literally just operating on the money will come in when I need it and I'll mm-hmm. have exactly as much as I need. And it's terrifying, but has been the biggest test of my faith. I think and it's preparing had. you because it's like life knows when you take that leap, when you have that courage and, and you do it, life is like, oh, you're doing this. OK, I got something for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's this. You're going to need this so you can, you know, because there's going to be things that happen during this journey and you're going to have to know how to overcome it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like life throws you those ob- obstacles, yep. you know, when you have that courage and when you take that step so that when you're you know, met with that later on down the line, it's not going to ruin you, you know, because mm-hmm. say you started this business and then boom, like for the first two, three years, you just throw, making it rain, throwing cash <laughs> everywhere. And then boom, something big happens. You don't You're know like, how to Oh, what it. is this? What is, I didn't I know. have this yeah. huge bill or right. I did my taxes completely incorrectly. And yeah. now here's your big tax bill as a business owner, you know, $30,000 later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, and it is, I'm like, I've realized so much of that. I used to have such a tight grasp on my money and just like hoard it and all these things. And I was like paying that bill, especially that tax bill. And then that for that truck, like right in a row, that would have ruined me. I would have turned my tail and I would have been like, nope, I'm not doing this. I mean, I wouldn't have ever had the bravery to st- go out and start a business on my own before. I think, but those things alone. And I was like, money is energy. Money is a tool. It flows in and out. And if you trust the process, it will come when you need it. And right now I don't need it. I can put a roof over my head. I can put food on my table and that's what we need right now. Absolutely. Awesome. And even by definition, currency, current money is supposed to flow. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the way that money works. You know, it's not going to work if you're like clinging onto it, it, Mm -hmm. you know, hiding it places you have to allow it to flow and that creates more cash mm-hmm. flow exactly. more currency so no, exactly yeah. for anyone on their self-love journey out there what would you have for them like someone that's starting you know someone that is going through some things whether personally business-wise right now what would you have for them hmm. good question <laughs> dun, hard, dun, dun. Hard question. <laughs> there's so many things but i don't want to throw all the things about you i think the biggest thing that I did, and this was through the Leaders of Tomorrow program, was changing what I consumed. Mm. So you can take that in a million different ways, right? You can be like, oh, well, I could consume more water. I could eat better. Um, But in a lot of other ways, it was I changed the people around me. um, And I built a community that was really uplifting to me and a community that also was trying to be the best versions of themselves. And when I gained that, I mean, I did a lot of that through accountability groups. And when I changed that, I mean, I also then I was like, okay, well, I want to listen to podcasts that feed me or I want to listen to music that feeds me and inspires me. I want to, um, you know, spend less time doing this or, you know, unfollowing those toxic people or taking those relationships out of my life. When I changed the people around me, everything else change and because you're when you're around those people that lift you I think that's kind of like the first step that people need to go through because then you're like okay well they take care of their body and they do this and this is the way that they um you know their mindset and then you're inspired by all those people and it pushes you to be better so all of that other stuff that I think is like additional on top of that if you change the people around you um then everything else I think is gonna 
rise cool. after that's that. Big. That's beautiful. Don't that be is around so. average people. Be no. around rich people. People yes. rich in health, wealth, happiness, joy, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where can where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Dakota with an H. <laughs> Dakota Jordan is uh, my personal profiles, and then Dakota with an H. Dakota Yoga is uh, both of my my other profiles. So if you're interested in doing any classes with me, if you're interested in some Reiki healing now, um, or just want to see what it's about, yeah. um, or just follow me or interact with me. I'm there. I live on Instagram. Or if you want to see some cool videos, because, you know, she's a low-key filmmaker. Like I said, she posted a dope video from our vacation yes, recently. Yes, that so, was awesome. Yeah, don't forget it. Dakota with an H. Thank totally you for hanging nice. out Thank with you. us. Thank, Thank you, guys. You been Thank good? You. This is so much fun. Yeah. yeah, this is people being people, everyone. Go make your week a great week. You know, be above average this week. Do the things you have to do to pour into your life and make yourself better because you deserve it. And remember to love yourself. Let's get it. People being people. Self-love isn't an easy journey. Especially when you came from a really broken place inside of you. It's an everyday joy. joy, joy.